Hi everybody, welcome back to the podcast. I hope you had a great week this week as always. I'm really excited for today's episode because we're talking about food. Not only food, but food in Taiwan, which is some of my favorite food in the world. Before we get into the topic for today, I just want to remind you to head over to ingtu.com, E-N-G-T-U.com, to read the blog lesson which goes together with this podcast. There's also an interactive podcast on there, and you can test yourself on today's vocabulary by using the interactive exercises. You can unlock these two features by becoming a member, and it's just £1.99 a month. So head over to ingtu.com to check out those extra benefits, extra features. Okay, but let's get into today's topic then, food in Taiwan. So when I researched this podcast, I looked at some old pictures from my trips to Taiwan and I noticed something quite interesting. So I always look fatter at the end of the trip than I did at the start of the trip. And that's no surprise because the food in Taiwan is some of the best in the world, in my opinion. So today I'm going to talk about my top three foods in Taiwan in three categories. We're going to start with breakfast food and then street food or night market food and finally desserts and sweet food. We're also going to learn how to describe food in a really modern way in British English today. So I'm not going to be using those words like tasty, delicious, yummy. That vocabulary is okay, but we're looking at more real-life vocabulary today. And I'm going to describe the food in this podcast by using adjectives, adverbs, and some other phrases that British people use to describe food that they like. So we have a word list for today's podcast. Let's start with the adjectives. They are stunning, sensational, satisfying, and gorgeous. And the adverbs, ridiculously, slightly, pretty, insanely. And the other phrases, the goat, elite, never miss, spot on, and a bit of me. So I'm going to use all of this vocabulary and these phrases in a natural way during the podcast. So listen out for those ones. Also, as always, we have a question while you're listening. Today's question is simply, what are my top three Taiwanese foods in each category? Okay, let's start. And we're starting with breakfast. Right, I'm very passionate about breakfast. I love breakfast. It's my favorite meal. Okay, I know I sound a little bit sad here, but I really love it. And Taiwanese breakfasts are one of the best breakfasts in the world, in my opinion. 
So my number one Taiwanese breakfast food is danbing. Okay, this is an egg pancake. It's like a pancake with egg and then they put different things inside and roll it um, into a roll. So this is ridiculously good, all right? You can dip it into some Taiwanese uh, soy sauce, which is like thick and slightly sweet soy sauce, and it's perfect. For me, this is the goat of Taiwanese breakfast. Second on my list is luobo gao, and this is a radish cake, which is fried. I know it doesn't sound great, but it's really, really good. So it's crispy on the outside and soft inside. It's absolutely stunning. Again, it goes perfectly with the Taiwanese soy sauce. And for me, an egg pancake and a radish cake are essentials in any order of Taiwanese breakfast. Okay, my final choice in my top three Taiwanese breakfast foods is fan tuan. This is difficult to translate into English, but it's like a big sushi without fish. Okay, I know it sounds strange, but very, very good. Again, it comes with many th different things inside, um, but it usually has like a breaded stick, like a donut stick, and some pork floss, which is like dried pork inside. Okay, really, really good one. But my two favorites are the egg pancake and the fried radish cake. So that's my top three Taiwanese breakfast foods. Let's move on to my top three Taiwanese street food and night market food. Okay, now I mentioned that breakfast is something I'm very passionate about. And another one of my food philosophies is that street food and home-cooked food is better than food in expensive restaurants. Almost always. Okay, so I think, okay, expensive restaurants can be good, but honestly, home-cooked food and street food is almost always better for me. And uh, in Taiwan, there is so much street food and so much night market food. It's very difficult to choose three. But here are my top three. So the first Taiwanese street food or night market food on my list is Lu Wei. This is very difficult to describe in English because it's not just a dish. It's more like a style of cooking. So basically, it's like cooking a lot of things in a thick soup. Doesn't sound good, I know, but it is very, very good. So inside this thick soup, you could choose anything, really. It could be meat, vegetables, tofu, seaweed, eggs, many, many things. You choose what you want, you give it to the chef, the chef cooks it in this special soup, and then you eat it, and it's great. This is the elite Taiwanese street or night market food. My favorites are lu rou fan. So this is some rice 
with meat cooked in this Lu Wei style. And I like it with egg, seaweed and tofu. Okay, it's sensational. It's sensational. For the best Lu Wei experience, you should find a little back street and go to a small stall or shop that is managed by an old lady who looks like she could fight you. Okay, this type of old ladies never miss when it comes to cooking street food. So Lu Wei is my number one. Number two, maybe a surprising choice, it's stinky tofu. So stinky tofu really does smell pretty bad. And for a long time, I didn't like this, but it has grown on me and I like it more now. Sometimes it's cooked in soup or water, but it's much better deep fried in oil. And it's usually eaten with some small vegetables, which can take away the strong taste. Okay, number three on my list of Taiwanese street foods is beef noodle soup. Now, I thought about this one for a long time because there are so many choices. And beef noodle soup is not really a street food. You usually get it in small restaurants. But it is the national dish uh, in Taiwan, and I think I have to mention it. So I've tried a lot of beef noodle soups around Asia, but Taiwanese beef noodle soup is the best for me. The beef is insanely soft, and it combines really perfectly with the noodles and soup. And I always feel full after a bowl of beef noodle soup. It's very, very satisfying. So my top three Taiwanese street food or night market dishes are lu wei, stinky tofu, and beef noodle soup. Onto the final category then, dessert. So dessert is not always my favorite, you know. Uh, I prefer starter and main course, but Taiwan is home to some delicious sweet foods. And again, there are so many to list, but I have chosen my top three. Number one is mango or boba shaved ice. Okay, so this is mango flavored ice, which is shaved. So kind of cut into really thin pieces. And it's served with condensed milk and fresh mango. Condensed milk is like a thick, sweet milk. Come on. On a hot summer's day, this dessert is absolutely spot on. Okay, you can also have it with boba, which you may have seen in Taiwan's famous bubble tea. Very popular all around the world now, I think, boba. Number two on my list is ayu jelly. Okay. I don't really know what this is, but I've had it many, many times and it is gorgeous, okay? This is not a jelly that you eat with a spoon. It comes inside a drink. And often when you go to a night market, this drink comes in a bag. It's not in a cup or a bottle, which makes it a fun experience. So IU jelly, absolutely gorgeous. Number three in the dessert category. Okay, 
some people might be angry with me about this, especially Taiwanese people, but I don't care, okay? It is fruit. So, fresh, exotic Taiwanese fruit for dessert and for breakfast and lunch and dinner is absolutely a bit of me. Taiwan has some of the best fruit I've ever eaten and I could walk around a Taiwanese fruit market all day just looking at it all. It's so good. Papaya and pineapple are the two best fruits for me. So my top three Taiwanese desserts, mango or boba shaved ice, IU jelly and fruit. Okay guys, I hope you enjoyed listening to that as much as I enjoyed talking about it. But did you get the answers to the question? So simple question, I asked you to listen for my top three breakfasts, my top three street food dishes and my top three desserts. So uh, in the breakfast category, it was danbing or egg pancake. It was Lorborgal or fried radish cake and fanpuan or big sushi. So well done if you got those three. In the street food category, it was Wei. Okay, difficult to explain in English, but it's a style of cooking in soup. Number two, stinky tofu. And number three, beef noodle soup. And in the dessert category, it was mango or boba shaved ice, IU jelly and fruit. So well done if you got all of the answers to that one. But I also asked you then to listen out for adjectives, adverbs and other phrases that I used to describe the food. And let's get into those now, starting with the adjectives. So the four adjectives on our word list today were stunning, sensational, satisfying and gorgeous. Okay, now two of these adjectives we usually use to mean beautiful. Do you know which two they are? They are stunning and gorgeous. Okay, so we could say, wow, look at that picture. It's a stunning picture. Or look at that man or woman. He or she is gorgeous. But in this podcast, I used those words to describe food. Now, do I mean the food looks beautiful? Not really. I mean it tastes beautiful. Okay. So I said Lorborgal or fried radish cake is crispy on the outside and soft on the inside. Absolutely stunning. It means it tastes beautiful. And when I talked about IU jelly, one of my favorite desserts, I said, I don't really know what it is, but I've had it many times and it's absolutely gorgeous. So in British English, modern British English, we often describe really delicious food as sensational and gorgeous. Okay, another adjective I used was satisfying. Okay, satisfying. 
So this one means when you eat it, you feel very satisfied. You feel full and happy when you finish eating. And I used this one to describe beef noodle soup. I said, after I eat a bowl of beef noodle soup, I feel full. It's super satisfying. Really good one for describing food. Satisfying makes you feel full and happy. And the final adjective then, sensational, sensational. So sensational means amazing, incredible, fantastic. Mm. I described Lu Wei as sensational, okay? I, I said that when you order Lu Wei, you must order Lu Rou Fan. This is some rice with some meat cooked in the Lu Wei style. It's sensational. It's incredible. It's amazing. So four adjectives that we can use to describe food in a really, really natural and modern way. Stunning and gorgeous mean the taste is beautiful. The taste is great. Satisfying, it makes you feel full and happy. Sensational, it's amazing. It's fantastic. Okay, but we also used four adverbs here. So let's have a look at those. They were ridiculously, slightly, pretty, and insanely. Two of them are very, very strong, okay? Ridiculously and insanely, all right? In modern day English, sometimes we say something is ridiculous or crazy or insane. We don't really mean it's crazy or stupid we mean it's incredible, okay? So ridiculously and insanely is like incredibly, very, 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 okay? So what did I use ridiculously to describe? I described the danbing or the egg pancake. I said it's simple, but it's ridiculously good, okay? Very, very, very good, ridiculously good. How about insanely then? I said, oh, I talked about the beef noodle soup and I said that the beef is insanely soft. The beef is insanely soft. Again, the beef is very, very, very soft. So ridiculously, insanely, they mean very, very, very. All right. How about the other two adverbs, pretty? and slightly. Let's start with slightly. So slightly is the opposite of ridiculously and insanely. It just means a little bit. I mentioned that the Taiwanese soy sauce is slightly sweet, slightly sweet. So it's not very sweet, it's just a little sweet. So slightly expresses just a little bit. And finally, Pretty, pretty. Okay, so I guess we all know that pretty can mean quite beautiful, right? Those flowers are so pretty, that girl is so pretty. But have you heard pretty used as an adverb before? Well, it's very common in modern day British English. So pretty as an adverb means quite, okay? Not very, but quite, so just below very. 
It's above slightly, it's more than slightly, but it's less than very. Where did I use pretty then? Oh, when I was talking about stinky tofu, I said, it really does smell pretty bad, okay? It really smells quite bad. It really smells pretty bad, okay? So it doesn't smell very, very bad. It doesn't smell a little bad, but it smells quite bad, okay? Really good one. This can help your English sound much more natural if you can use pretty as an adverb. Okay, so that's the adjectives and the adverbs. Let's move on to the ones that I really like. I like these ones and again, very natural in modern day British English. Some phrases then. The goat. Elite. Never miss. Spot on. A bit of me. Let's start with the goat. Okay, if you know about football, you've heard of Messi and Ronaldo. Many people argue about which one is the goat. So think about the letters G-O-A-T. So the goat means the greatest of all time. So the best ever, the best in history. For the sake of argument, I think Messi is the goat. Okay, sorry, Ronaldo fans. But I used the goat to describe the egg pancake. So I said, the egg pancake is the goat of Taiwanese breakfast for me. I mean, it's the best. Nothing is better than the egg pancake. So egg pancake is the goat. How about elite? Okay, elite is actually very similar. When we think about the elite of a country, it's the top people in that country. It's the president, uh, the prime minister, it's the richest people in the country. So the elite is like the top or the best of something. I described Lu Wei, you know, that food that is cooked in thick soup as the elite Taiwanese street or night market food. So I mean it's the top, it's the best street food you can get. The elite Taiwanese street food. The best, nothing is better than that. So very similar to the goat really. How about never miss, never miss. I love this phrase, very popular, very common in modern day British English. And I used this one again when I was talking about Lu Wei. So I said, for the best Lu Wei experience, you should find a small back street with a little stall managed by an old lady who looks like she could fight you, okay? This type of old lady never miss when it comes to street food and cooking street food. So these old ladies never miss when it comes to cooking street food. So I mean, they never get it wrong. Okay, they never make a mistake. It's always perfect. So if we say that somewhere or something never misses, we mean they never make a mistake. They always do it perfectly. As a different example, let's think about clothes. I often like to wear a plain t-shirt and I always buy my plain t-shirts in a shop called Uniqlo. Okay. 
I buy my plain t-shirts in Uniqlo because they never miss. Their t-shirts are always perfect. There are never any mistakes with their t-shirts. So never miss, excellent one in modern day British English. Okay, and two more, which are also common in British English, but maybe not so modern. They've been around for a long time. Spot on, a bit of me. So let's start with spot on then, spot on. Firstly, notice the pronunciation. We mix the two words together to sound more natural. So it's not spot on, it's spot on, spot on, okay. Spot on means perfect. So I used it when I was talking about mango shaved ice. I said on a hot summer's day, this dessert is absolutely spot on, okay? So imagine this dessert is ice, right? It's very cold. When the weather is very, very hot, you eat a nice ice cold dessert, it's spot on, it's perfect. Okay, so spot on, absolutely perfect. And the last one, a bit of me, a bit of me. Again, let's connect the words to make our pronunciation more natural. So, a bit of me, a bit of me, or even a bitter me, a bitter me, okay? So I used this one when I was talking about fruits. I don't care if people think fruit is not a good dessert, all right? Fruit for dessert is a bit of me. So Taiwanese dessert especially is absolutely a bit of me. When we use this phrase, a bit of me, it means it's perfect for me, okay? It's suitable for me. So maybe you don't like fruit for dessert. You're crazy if you don't. But fruit for dessert is absolutely a bit of me, all right? It's perfect for me, very suitable for me. Okay, and that is all of the phrases for today, guys. I hope that you picked up a few there really good ones in modern day British English. And I hope some of you give those a try in your English practice. Remember to head to ingtu.com to read the blog and see these words in context again. And remember, if you become a member for £1.99 per month, you can test yourself with interactive exercises and also do an interactive podcast where you can answer questions as I'm speaking. Hope you enjoyed this one, guys. I really enjoyed talking about it. We're going to continue talking about Taiwan next time. Have a great week and I'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.